Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Outspokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian, this is Hannah Miller, and this is what happened this week. First of all, thanks so much for those of you who... I guess heeded my call last week and went and reviewed my show and gave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, folks already had gone on and, and done that. And um, if you haven't done that yet, I would ask that you would consider leaving us a, a five-star review. Um, if you don't like our show, you can just move right along and not leave us a review. But if you could, if you like the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, I would love um, if you would leave us a review view uh, so other folks can find us. That's how we beat the algorithms, um, or that's how we utilize the algorithms, I guess is a better way of saying that. So let's dive into the news this week. Uh, First things first, Cuomo was officially fired by CNN. The FDA is requiring an additional 20 years to release all the documents regarding the vaccine trials, so it'll be 2096 before we receive all all the documents from the vaccine trials. And the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, has officially said Americans need a fourth shot. In light of the Omicron variant, this would be the second booster. So you would get your first shot, your second shot, your first booster being your third shot, and this is your second booster, is what he's saying Americans are going to need. And by the way, there is no agreed upon way to pronounce Omicron, so that's that's what I'm rolling with. Um, I think there's a, a myriad of ways people are saying it, but I looked it up to be officially correct because I've heard it a couple of different ways, and there's no, no agreed upon, apparently. Uh, way to say it. So that's what we're rolling with today. Uh, In other news, a transgender college swimmer, Leah Thomas, dominated earlier this week in collegiate meets, smashing records previously held by biological women. Thomas is a 22-year-old enrolled at the University of Pennsylvania, previously competed for three years in men's swimming under the name Will Thomas, And she was required to undergo one year of testosterone suppression treatment in order to qualify for the women's events. And honestly, I'm glad. Look, I I am glad to see this takeover by transgender men of women's sports. It has to happen. Women have to lose and lose big on these kinds of stages for people to wake up and say, wait a minute, what is going on? It's been happening on the high school level for quite a few years now. But because of the smaller stage and the fact that the mainstream media has predominantly ignored it, it's not enough people have paid attention. But women's sports becoming a plan B for failed male athletes has begun to show up on bigger stages, such as collegiate level and professional levels. And while Americans and much of the world wrongly idolize sports, in my opinion, it would be just that idol that fully reveals the insanity of transgender men competing against women. Because let me just tell you, the people will tolerate all kinds of evil, like baby slaughter. But don't you dare touch our sports. After all, was it not college football? as one of the primary events that showed the U.S. that large events weren't going to turn states into piles of COVID ash. 
That was one of the first things we Americans went back to. And here in the South, we had game after game. And we're, we're still standing. We're still here. And they didn't turn out to be super spreader events. Because we had to have our sports. And I think this will be one of the things, this creeping into uh, collegiate sports and professional sports, women's sports, will be a, a, a wake-up call for folks. Um, because they were able to ignore it on the high school level because it just didn't get enough mainstream attention. But you can't really ignore it when it starts getting to college and it starts getting to professional levels. And that's where it's going to go. All right. So I want to dive in a little bit and talk about COVID and talk about the Omicron variant and where and what's been happening this summer. We've not talked about COVID for quite a few weeks. And so I feel like I need to do an update. There's also a couple of things about the vaccines and the different variants that I've not talked about on my podcast before. So I want to cover all of that. So the first thing that I want us to consider is the fact that more people have died under the current COVID variant with with mass vaccination than in 2020 before vaccination. Yet, the medical and government establishment is worried about a potential new variant predominating that appears to be mild. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. At the same time, establishment leaders are suggesting the vaccine won't work for it Omicron, remember, and the Pfizer and the and the Pfizer CEO has already said, "Yep, we're probably going to need a fourth booster for this thing." Yet these same folks are demanding we get more of the same vaccine that has already failed for the current more deadly variant. How does that make any sense? There is simply no evidence that the new variant is worse than the current one. And most initial signals indicate it's less virulent. And here are three examples. One, according to CNBC, Dr. Angelique Coetzee, and forgive me these names, uh, the South African physician who first identified the Omicron variant, says patients who've been diagnosed with the new strain show only mild symptoms. Quote, no one here in South Africa is known to have been hospitalized with the Omicron variant, nor is anyone here believed to have fallen seriously ill with it, said Coetzee, who is the head of the South African Medical Association. Example number two, and this name, just forgive me in advance, Sethamo uh, Lilatisitwa. It's, it's bad. I can't even, it's, this is the Botswanian assistant health minister. And they told Parliament this week that of the 15 known cases in his country, the first one to detect Omicron, just three had mild symptoms, while the rest had none. And 11 of those 15 cases were vaccinated, while those unvaccinated did not show any symptoms, and none of them, none of the 15, needed oxygen support. And then number three, third example, of the 59 cases identified in Europe, all of them were either asymptomatic or had mild symptoms, just like the case discovered in California. Incidentally, nearly all of the cases seem to be among the vaccinated. Even Japan, 
appears to have eased its travel restrictions after seeing that this variant appears to be pretty mild. Meanwhile, you've got public health officials, especially in uh, the UK, here in the United States, they're focusing an abundance of attention and stirring up fear over a random new variant that would probably pretend good news if it predominated Delta when the current iteration is what is killing so many people. So you've got the Delta variant that's defying the vaccines, killing more people this year than the the virus did last year without the vaccines. And we're worried about, and they're trying to scare us all over Omicron, which could potentially overtake Delta and has much more mild symptoms. So that's, that's where we're at, okay? Clearly. In my opinion, this reveals that the leaders want to distract from the existing failures of the vaccines against the current variant and so fear about something new and unknown rather than own up to the fiasco and forge new policies to better treat people for Delta. And of of course, all of this is the vaccine, glorious vaccine is the only answer is the vaccine. So let's go back in time a little bit, though, because, like I said, I haven't spent much time discussing Delta and what's happened with it over the last few months. So let's review that a little bit before discussing Omicron more. So originally, Delta appeared to start more like a bad cold when the UK got an earlier wave of it than other countries. Similar to what we're seeing now with Omicron. One would expect more contagious strains to become less virulent. That's following the laws of microevolution and the pathogen's drive to survive more without incapacitating the host. Once it incapacitates the host, obviously it can't spread. So, but something peculiar seemed to happen right around the six-month marker of mass vaccination when it began to leak. On some level, Delta appeared to get worse. In the U.S., we have had more deaths this year than before the vaccine. And continental Europe appears to be following in that same trajectory. Even some Asian countries that barely had a taste of death from COVID last year with the previous variant have experienced some degree of catastrophe in this go-around. So what happened? Well, And some of this, uh, credit where credit's due, Uh, Daniel Horowitz over at The Blaze, he's got an article. uh, He did some of this research I was reading from. So so this portion uh, is from him, from the from reading that article and then myself. But um, his article brought this to my attention and this research from INSERM, which is the prestigious National Research Center of France, as well as Aix-Marseille University. And it kind of sheds some light on the mystery of Delta, demonstrating why Delta is a much bigger problem than Omicron and why the vaccines are the problem, not the solution. So using molecular modeling, researchers found that there is increased risk for antibody-dependent disease enhancement, ADE, from vaccine-generated antibodies with the Delta variant more than with the original one. 
Now, I've been doing some reading about ADE, the antibody-dependent disease enhancement, uh, and it, but if you've not been listening to certain podcasts or reading certain articles, that may be a new term for you. Typically, there are neutralizing antibodies and enhancing antibodies. Neutralizing antibodies kill the virus, while the enhancing antibodies bind to the virus, but sometimes run the risk of a Trojan horse effect where they serve as a conduit for the virus to more easily flow into the cells and make the virus more aggressive. As it relates to the original Wuhan strain, they found no problem of ADE. But for Delta, there was a serious concern. And this is a quote as the NTD in terminal domain is also targeted by neutralizing antibodies, our data suggests that the balance between neutralizing and facilitating antibodies in vaccinated individuals is in favor of neutralization for the original Wuhan D614G strain, wrote the French researchers in a letter that was published in the Journal of Infection. And they went on to say, however... In the case of the Delta variant, neutralizing antibodies have a decreased affinity for the spike protein, whereas facilitating antibodies display a strikingly increased affinity. Thus, ADE may be a concern for people receiving vaccines based on the original Wuhan strain spike sequence, either mRNA or viral vectors. The authors concluded very bluntly, saying, quote, Inasmuch as neutralizing antibodies overwhelm facilitating antibodies, ADE is not a concern. However, the emergence of SARS-CoV-2 variants may tip the scales in favor of infection enhancement. Our structural and modeling data suggests that it might be indeed the case for Delta variants. End quote. So that's all from this journal in this research that ha that uh, came out of France. So the uh, so six months ago, we we could have dismissed this hypothesis, and this is why I first heard about this about six months ago, and I didn't bring it up on the show because I thought it remained to be seen, and there was some people who automatically assumed that this is what was happening, and I thought, okay, but we need I, I needed a little bit more information, and. This hypothesis could have been dismissed as one of the many speculative scientific theories that, look, thousands of scientists were discussing about the virus on a daily basis. But the reality of the virus being worse in so many universally vaccinated countries, and, and that is 100% fact, than before anyone was ever vaccinated, lends a lot of credence to this theory. If this theory is correct, then Delta wouldn't have been materially worse than other strains if not for the max mass vaccination with leaky Trojan horse antibodies. So remember, on page 52 of the FDA's emergency use authorization for an unapproved product review uh, memorandum, it states that there appears to be no concern of ADE in the short run during the original strain, but... Quote, 
risk of vaccine-enhanced disease over time potentially associated with waning immunity remains unknown and needs to be evaluated further in ongoing clinical trials and in observational studies that could be conducted following authorization and or licensure, end quote. So they right there on page 52 said, you know, it seems to, it remains to be unknown with variants that could come up in the future on whether vaccine-enhanced disease could be a thing. And if you're just looking around at the world right now and you're looking at these countries that have very high vaccination rates, but yet have higher COVID cases and deaths versus countries that have low vaccine rates, that has to ping something in your mind for the current variant, especially when that variant started out very mild. Hi, this is Bob of Bob Sloan Audio Productions. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast yourself? Do you have a desire to communicate an idea, opinion, or even a hobby or interest you'd like to share with the world? And do you have the communication skill and dedication? If so, let's talk. Send an email and a short description of your idea to bob at bobsloan.com. That's bob at b-o-b-s-l-o-n-e dot com. Now let's get back to the podcast. All right, back from the break. Let's consider where we are a year later. With most of the world suffering the worst spread ever, tracking closely with the growth of countries' vaccination curves. Now, I'm going to try to do some of this. Um, you can go to uh, Our World in Data to or Worldometer, whichever you kind of, Our World in Data, it tends to be where I go, um, to see all of these because I can't, obviously, I'm on a podcast, I can't show you the graphs myself. Um, but cases in, in Vietnam are up 44,739% since their expert, Gavin, uh, Gavin Yamey, said they had done superbly at suppressing viral transmission with masks and other interventions. And then it's up 448,295% since their mask mandate started. Which, of course, just means more mask mandates and gaslighting from experts and politicians. So that shows that there's the, the mask mandates the, uh, and all of the other things, the interventions that they've done are, have done have been absolutely useless there. Uh, the Netherlands, one of the most vaccinated nations on Earth, has had two COVID waves after vaccinating 50% or more of the population. And they are now adding even more restrictions. Clearly, mass vaccination doesn't end the pandemic or buy back your freedom, which is what uh, the trade-off a lot of people were thinking they were going to be able to make. Cases in Denmark have reached a new high three weeks into vaccine passports for most businesses and major events, and with 90%, 90% of adults fully vaccinated. Look, advocating for vaccine passports, as experts, politicians, and the media are currently doing, requires a willful disregard for reality. Hospitalizations, let's bring it to the United States. Hospitalizations in Vermont have reached a new high with 99% of seniors fully vaccinated and 65% having had a booster shot. Again, I, this thing, in my opinion, is weather-related. 
there's it's seasonal. I'm sorry. It's a, there's seasonal waves. You look at last year, you look at this year, look at what happened in the different states and you can see there's some commonality with some of that. Here in the South, we go inside where this thing kind of tends to spread easier in the summer because it's so hot in the up, up North, they go inside in the winter when it's cold. And that's when you start seeing an uptick there. I mean, we should be observing these kinds of things, but we refuse to do any of it. It's like we couldn't we couldn't take any kind of precautions. We can't help anybody who gets COVID with anything other than just the vaccine. Like that's the only answer. And it's balderdash. Hospitalizations in Michigan are the highest they've ever been, despite 93% of seniors having had at least one vaccination dose, well exceeding Fauci's 50% target. But, and this is from uh, somebody on Twitter, they said, uh, but good news is that it's not the governor's fault because she isn't Ron DeSantis. And see, that's the mentality. And therein lies a huge part of the problem here. Uh, Going back to international, Germany has announced they're starting a lockdown for the unvaccinated, um, which is bizarre because the Atlantic told us just a few weeks ago that all of their mask mandates in Germany, vaccine passports and mass testing were helping them beat covid Well, I wonder why everything's not working then. And then you look at Iceland. 92% of adults fully vaccinated. But their numbers are just through the roof. The lesson here is that it's not any one variant that is a problem in a vacuum. The only reason for panic is the concern of the ability of mass vaccination with a leaky, narrow-spectrum, non-sterilizing vaccine to expose any mild variant to evolutionary pressure that will make it stronger. And that's a quote from the article from Daniel Horowitz, because uh, I don't want y'all to think that was from me. That makes me sound smarter than I am. Um, but he's, he's exactly right. This, and I'll say it again. The only reason for panic is the concern of the ability of mass vaccination with a leaky, narrow-spectrum, non-sterilizing vaccine to expose any mild variant to evolutionary pressure that will make it stronger. And look, I bring all of this up not to scare you, but to tell you, despite all the scary rhetoric, this virus, despite being a novel virus, is following the normal pattern for coronaviruses outside of the interference of leaky vaccines. The vaccine is the problem, not the solution. Two years into this pandemic, and the virus is truly no longer the problem. The vaccine is the problem now. Delta should not have been worse than a previous variant, and in fact, should have been less virulent. But it might have gotten worse because of vaccine-mediated viral enhancement caused by suboptominal evolutionary pressure, going back to what Daniel Horowitz was saying, with a leaky narrow-spectrum vaccine. Which brings us to Omicron. We now see that this is clearly starting out as very mild along the lines of the typical principle that in order for a virus to become more transmissible, it ratchets down its virulence. If that's the case, we should be praying for Omicron to box out Delta. As Dr. Coetzee said, if, as some evidence suggests, Omicron turns out to be a fast-spreading virus with mostly mild symptoms for the majority of the people who catch it, that would be a useful step on the road to herd immunity. 
end quote. Absolutely. However, if this variant in the coming week weeks takes a sudden turn for the worse, we will know clearly that the vaccine unnaturally made it more virulent. Hopefully, Omicron is less prone to ADE than Delta. But either way, the reality of the past year has shown that fighting the virus with the current vaccines is akin to pouring gasoline instead of water on a fire. Thankfully, vaccine mandates are continuing to crumble in court here in the U.S., and I think that most Americans who are going to get the vaccine have already gotten the vaccine. So unless they're forced to by their employer or in order to do business, and those mandates look to be getting put by the wayside or at least postponed, it's going through the court systems, and it doesn't look like they're going to stand. An increasing number of Americans are done with the booster nonsense, especially now. And this was this is just Friday uh, or Thursday afternoon that the Pfizer CEO said we're going to have to do we're we're probably going to have to do a fourth booster. I mean, are people really going to just start lining up all over again every few weeks? I mean, that's literally what it's coming down to. I know people who just got the third boost. I mean, they're just got their first booster, third shot, first booster. Y'all going to line right back up? Go get your second booster. So I think that number of folks who's just like done with the booster nonsense is kind of, I think that number is increasing, which means we truly could be seeing an end to this thing if we don't succumb to the booster merry-go-round any further and the current vaccine's ability to affect future variants proves to be negligible. And we should all be praying for that because I'm ready for this nonsense to be over. So I know that was a lot. I just wanted to update everybody on kind of where this thing's at. I wanted to talk about ADE a little bit because I think that is what we saw happen or we have seen happen with Delta. And I really am praying that Omicron is less affected by ADE and is able to overtake Delta so that we can not see that so that we will not see the amount of deaths and cases that we saw with Delta. Uh, praying that's the case. Uh, and y'all and y'all should be praying for that as well. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk next time. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannahmillershow.com. 